This is the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for listening and joining us. If you need help with personal finances, I'm your guy. It is a Christmas season and many people may be struggling financially. In fact, they are struggling financially. And then the holiday season probably magnifies the struggle. So if you need help with personal finances, contact me today at info at You can also log into my website to find out resources for you to help you on your journey at thecodegrady.com. And if you have a nurse practitioner business and you're an entrepreneur and you need help with your accounting taxes for your business, contact me today at info at theatdoc.com. That's theatdoc.com. And their website is the same as well. T-H-E-A-T-D-O-C.com. So tonight I have a guest and it is Nikayla, actually Dr. Nikayla Stewart. She has a business in Tampa, Florida, actually. She is a nurse practitioner, doctor of nurse practice, I should say. And I wanted to have her on the show tonight and just talk about her business. Oh, she's her business is Adaptive Wellness in Tampa, Florida. So without further ado, Dr. Nikayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So tell everyone about what you do and who you are. Wow. So <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. So my name is Dr. Ranika Stewart, a.k.a. Nikayla, Dr. Nikayla, also known as Nikayla Concierge MP. Um, I am a family nurse practitioner, as mentioned, based here in Tampa, Florida. My specialty is post-operative recovery, especially for cosmetic surgery clients. But I do have a um, wellness clinic and we do IV therapy, um, post-operative care, and then also some general wellness services. Awesome. So tell everybody about more detail about the post-op, right? That's those services for your business. So my background, starting off as an RN, I'm an advanced practice nurse. I started as a registered nurse. I was based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I actually worked on the floor in the hospital and we took care of clients um, overnight stays after say a tummy tuck, mommy makeovers, liposuction, just the typical plastic cosmetic, even reconstructive surgeries, facelift, um, surgeries after breast cancer to uh, reconstruct the breast area. So I um, have an extensive background in the post-operative or um, surgical recovery rim. So with that said, it was actually great to come full circle and start my business um, working for myself doing post-op recovery. Um, It wasn't expected because again, most of the time when I started in this industry, there were overnight hospital stays, but now the surgery has moved to being an outpatient procedure or most of them. So people go to a surgery center or a doctor's, um, you know, a hospital that's affiliated with a surgeon, they have their surgery, they go home the same day. With that said, there's a gap, you know, you're still having these complex medical procedures. There's still a lot of risk for complications, but you're going home. A lot of people confuse that to mean that there's no danger, but there is. So enter post-op recovery nurses. We actually partner with you to facilitate a safe and smooth recovery, monitor vital signs, provide nursing care in your home, hotel, Airbnb, communicate with your surgeon, support the surgeon's care plan. And then we just, again, have added services such as the IV therapy, which is awesome after surgery. And then some in-office post-op care, lymphatic drainage to support healing. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do have a team. It's not just me. (laughs) 
So how long have you been doing that in terms of post-op for yourself and then also in practice in terms of working for someone else? So from my hospital background, I worked in a hospital close to about 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had a break where I did some home care. I went back to school to get my master's and then eventually my doctorate in nursing. And that is what um, led me to the family nurse practitioner or advanced practice nursing um, um, credentials, I should say. So that also enabled me and you don't have to be a an advanced practice nurse but once i was um complete with all the schooling (laughs) i did venture into my own business um doing that so my overall healthcare experience is over 18 years which i love and hate to say because then it kind of dates me (laughs) well at least you have the experience though so talk about your journey becoming a doctor nurse practitioner and can you break that down with people so people know what that is because most times when i go to doctors mostly seeing the mp or the nurse practitioner talk about that in terms of being a doctor and how does it compare to being a medical doctor right so there a lot of people say like well you may as well be a physician or you may as well be a doctor well i am a doctor we have to remember that the title doctor is associated with a degree so remember we have doctor of physical therapy we have pharmacists who are doctors they earn a doctorate so that is the degree earned now my path to that i obtained my bachelor's degree in nursing bsn that was a four-year degree I proceeded to a master's in nursing, which um, also allowed me to sit for the family nurse practitioner board. So I am board certified. So that was a master's. And then after a few more years of um, FNP practice, I proceeded with my doctor, doctorate. Now the doctorate didn't change as far as my ability to practice as an advanced practice nurse, but it did um, expand my leadership and um, application of research capabilities. So I would always do it again. I love having a doctorate. I love um, always leveling up and attempting to be a leader in my field. So that's cool. about, you know, we can work in, in our own clinics, but also you do see us in doctor's offices. So we do have the scope of assessing, diagnosing, prescribing, working in specialty. Um, so hospital offices, doctor's offices alongside as part of the healthcare team and also in private practice on our own. Yeah, so being an MP, it's like you all can be versatile, not just be working up under someone. You can have your own practice as, as well as being leadership, right? Right, absolutely. We can be very versatile. Now, with that said, do, we're a part of the healthcare team. We can work independently. Some states have more restrictions on what we can do independently. Right. Florida is, you know, kind of a hybrid state where we can uh, work autonomously, is what they call it. But depending on specialties and services provided, we may still require a collaborative physician. So, nonetheless, that does not impede or stop us from owning our, our own practices or working in private practice. And again, even being a registered nurse, you can set up a practice or a um, business. All you, the important thing is staying within your scope. Right, stay in your lane, right? <laughs> That's it, stay in your lane. <laughs> so what challenged you to start your own business? I mean, cause I'm sure you're making good money at the doctorate or, or the DMP as I say, but what challenged you to start your own practice? 
you know, it's the same story. So corporations, like I had a great corporate job and loved it. And I honestly thought it was going to be the position or the company that I retired from. COVID came along right at this, as I was starting my business in 2020. And it literally, we were, you know, we shut down, we went back to work and it was just not the same. Nothing felt the same, nothing was the same, you know, for obvious reasons, but it was literally downhill from there. So even though I had already started my business pre-COVID, like literally just before, um, you know, going back into the atmosphere of my full-time job and things feeling so different and honestly almost hostile, mm. <laughs> you know, it just felt like we were not appreciated. We, you know, we were doing so much and doing the best we could and it was just constant more responsibility, um, you know, no added pay. The burnout was just quickly, like we were off for three months. We went back into the field around June. I was probably burnt out by <laughs> September. <laughs> it wow. was pretty bad. With that said, uh, it just really was, I started to get an eye opening. My eyes were open to this. It's, you know, I've run my course being an employee. Um, it's just, you know, my next step and my next phase was always, you know, my desire was to be an entrepreneur. COVID, the way things changed just cemented that for me. <laughs> um, but honestly, I still try to do full-time employment and part-time business. So you know how they say, like, if you treat your business as a side chick, <laughs> you know, it will not grow. It will function as a side business or even almost as just a hobby. So then another like stroke of fate was that I ran into a health condition around June of this year, 2021, mm. that um, caused me to have to take a leave. Um, but with that said, I took the leave. I stepped back my hours, scaled down, but I, you know, I could still do my business because it didn't require the same <laughs> physical um, capabilities. So with that said, every month my business literally grew and grew like there, the correlation to me being more available and doing more building collaborations with other business owners networking it was astronomical as far as the growth just in that couple of months so i took that as a sign like i was trying to build this business and i really wasn't available to my business but then i realized like my business is hiring and it's looking for me <laughs> In fact, one of my colleagues said that to me. She's like, adaptive wellness is hiring for a full-time nurse practitioner. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just has progressed in that way, um, you know, that I have been able to um, transition into, you know, post-op care, expanding my IV drip lounge services, and with the plan to go completely step out on faith in 2022 and be a completely full-time business owner or entrepreneur. Awesome. So I commend you on that because some people may be in the comfort zone because they are high, have a high paying job. They may hate what they're doing, but they settle for just a, a check. But you said, no, I'm not going to settle for that. I want to step out and do something different, right? I absolutely did. I knew I wanted to. And even the process of my doctorate, I felt like, 
you know, did I need it? Absolutely no, but I just felt like it prepared me. There's a lot of a transition in mindset. That is actually the bulk of it. The imposter syndrome, the who do I think I am that I am out here doing this, the who do I think I am to mentor other nurses. Like that mindset is the biggest hump to get over. <laughs> So that was a big challenge for me, working through the mindset issues. So growing as a person and a business owner in 2021, like it has been extreme and huge for me. So talk about that imposter syndrome. I mean, you have 18 years of experience. You have three degrees <laughs> and you have the highest level degree, which is a doctor degree. And talk about, you still better with that? Yes, about that, please. Still. You really do because I what I've discovered as I have um, you know done you know reflected and really thought through this growth and uh, being a business owner. We are not trained to be business owners. Mm. We are trained. Say it to, again. <laughs> we especially as nurses, and I don't know about other disciplines. Honestly, I will say I see it across multiple um, disciplines. We aren't trained um, unless you're getting the MBA or you're you know you're in business school we're not trained to be entrepreneurs or business owners mm. or to run a business so that's that's half the mindset the whole time you're in school you're trained to take orders you're trained to really not think they, they tell us they want us to critically think but then they're like just call the doctor <laughs> but most of the time we call the doctor yes we we have our role and our place in our lane but there's so much that we offer them just in the you know to guide to the medical decision making we can we input so much but traditionally we're not trained to be business owners we're not um we're only trained to go work for someone and to go graduate get get into the hospital and basically be abused <laughs> Ooh, so even in accounting they teach you to be an employee mm -hmm. get a degree go get the cpa license work for a firm they don't say you to create your own firm you work so you work for the big four or you get maybe internship you work for somebody else they don't emphasize starting your own business they that don't talk about that now that i can recall wow one class talked about it was entrepreneurship but it was like entrepreneurship for the public good so it's like a social social kind of entrepreneur, entrepreneur not really like right profit to a non-profit that's same thing but still i mean it really right. emphasized in school i mean even because I, I did accounting same thing wow right I mean, yeah and i feel like that's by design though <laughs> yes because people want people i think our school system is set up for us to be employees instead of employers and like you said they don't want you to think even though they say you think but they want you to rely on somebody else's mindset to be on right. like i got my own brain can i think for myself <laughs> right like i always want to be in my scope in my lane like you said but like as nurses just a bachelor's degree in nursing or a, a, our registered nurse licensed practical nurse i would never exclude them because i have worked with a great team of all a variety of nurses so but we have so much just our experience our ability to critically think our problems problem solving like we make the best entrepreneurs you know we have it in us but we just don't think that we do and i hear it all the time i'm just a nurse i'm just a nurse and i'm mm. like no we're not just nurses right <laughs> so. 
So it is, it is a challenge to work. I'm telling you the biggest thing for me being a business owner, like you said, 18 years, three degrees, it's still, you, you have to tackle your mindset and your belief in yourself. And that's the thing you have to believe because people don't, some people might believe you, but most people probably don't believe in you. And until you do something, even then you're gonna have to see haters. <laughs> Always. And, and you know where I made my mistake and, and I'll say, and it's like, we love our families, but they sometimes just don't understand because even for generations, we're trained to be employees. Right. I know from, it's a high poverty area. Um, most people, they, they, the, they go work for someone. Right. Like, someone's stepping out and, you know, unfortunately, so it's, it's a mind, again, mindset, generational mindset, right. passed down, <laughs> conditioning. There's so much, then you can get all the degrees, but until you address that, it is really hard to progress as a business owner. And that's the thing, I mean, like, even while I'm, I'm in South Carolina and I came, I was in Tennessee for like seven years, like Nashville, and I'm like, People there are hustling. Here, yes. I come back home. And most people I know are employees. I'm like, yes. Not saying I'm better than anybody, but like my mindset is different. I'm like, I'm, an, I'm entrepreneurial. I need to be around people who are entrepreneurial, not employees. Right. Can't, I mean, they don't get the concept. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, a, I'm trying to be big time. Like, I ain't got time to be working with somebody else making them rich. <laughs> right. Thing. I mean, and then most people I know, again, they are employees. Again, I'm not knocking being an employee, but like right. you, my family, most people, they work for somebody else. Yeah, Why not do something different and right. have your own business? Because, because honestly, it's about ownership. So talk about ownership yes. for you and your family. Yes, exactly. And and not just even because another thing I've learned is differentiating. Like you can have a business, but if something happens to you, does the business die? So even within your business, you want to have streams and assets. So, you know, you want to have courses. I've started building a course. I've started building a digital library. I remember this really, really stood out to me when I saw a lady. She was awesome. She was a mentor. She was really huge on Instagram, but she passed away. She's Yes, that's right. We did talk about her, but all her products can live on. She put, she had so many assets to her business that her business is still giving, you know, information and inspiring people. So I want to build something that keeps on giving. <laughs> right. And also I went through the same course and her course is like awesome. It's the bomb. So right. the thing is creating those streams of income and then doing something that you don't have to keep on putting the work in. You do a course, yeah. update it every two years or so, but the content yeah. lives on even when you pass away and you still can make money while you're sleeping. Yes, yes, that is that is so important to me. I mean, I love doing the services, but let's face it, remember, I said I've been in this business for 18 years. It's only so much more that my body can do service-wise. Now, yes, definitely I would want to hire staff, but always having to be present or someone having to be present to make money you know that's great but diversify look diversify that portfolio so just like we do it in life and with investments we have to do the same in business i agree i mean having those streams of income podcast a course a book yes. audio yes. book ebook i mean it's endless on what you can do so talk about your, your boot count you did two recently you did one in person and you did one about what was it last Saturday? I did. 
that I think that's what took my computer completely out because <laughs> I was saying before we got on this recording that I literally just left the Apple store and was hooking up my new computer and I got it hooked up just in time for this podcast. But with that said, <laughs> so I have a post-op recovery boot camp and I call it the Nurses Foundation to providing enhanced and evidence-based cosmetic surgery recovery care. So that is my main niche. I can take care of a client after any surgery. My major niche right now, I do it expect to expand it is definitely cosmetic surgery so i am now mentoring other nurses as far as um a deep dive into post-op surgical care after a cosmetic surgery um i literally start from you know building your business and we go progress all the way through to you know common surgeries complications appropriate diet recovery hacks what we need to know as the nurse taking care of these clients um it's really important to me because in the post-op world industry there's so many questionable things happening. It's a mm. lot that's unregulated. Mm. So it is very important to me that we as nurses step forward and become leaders in this. Because again, we're closing that gap between having an outpatient surgery and going straight home. There's still a gap in care there where our, our skills and expertise are needed. Our support of that surgeon's care plan is needed. So that is how post-op recovery boot camp was born. Mm. So you saw a need and you feel it, huh? I really did. And then and then one aspect of the post-op recovery bootcamp, which is a live event, I'm actually looking to take it to multiple cities next year. Um, but the next one is here in Tampa in February. Um, but one of those days, this two-day bootcamp, one of those days is actually post-op recovery. And then the other day is IV therapy. So what happened was I took the IV therapy day and just made it virtual and did an IV therapy bootcamp. So IV therapy bootcamp may be another thing that's just kind of like quarterly but um I haven't decided on that yet but I truly enjoy combining the two because IV therapy and post-op care just really pair well together for concierge nurses <laughs> so I I'm gonna say this I hate needles <laughs> I hate needles so do you I do I hate them I hate needles so talk about this in terms of is there a way to draw blood without piercing the skin I'm curious because if I can create something that can happen like that, I'll be a billionaire like instantly. But how do I'm you serious. get it out if you don't pierce the skin? Well, all right. So, is there a way to create something that like a pad or you know how people would take those nicotine patches, right? Oh. So, could there be something similar that could draw blood, but draw it like a nicotine patch? Is that something that is possible? If so, I'm patent it. <laughs> Right. I feel like it would still have to pierce somewhere. It has to access. The, you know, I, never say never. <laughs> never right. say never. And look, if you can, like, you, as you said, you come up with that, you're a billionaire. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we have about, let's see, we have about five minutes, I'm going to say. Yeah, about five minutes. So in terms of accounting, Right, so you, I mean, you and I off, off air talk about accounting. How important is that in your business for as an entrepreneur? I mean, did they teach you that in school? Probably not, but did they teach you that in of school? Course, <laughs> of course not. The most business training I did have was the doctorate of nursing practice. However, accounting and budgeting and bookkeeping is is a foundation to your business. And right. as I said before, we talked about this, like nurses, 
a lot of people, we just don't want to deal with that part. We, <laughs> we want to honestly skip right to the client care, getting the clients. Like we don't want to deal with the foundation sometimes. So it is definitely very, myself being guilty, I've, I've confessed <laughs> to you before, but we definitely um, overlook the importance. And I think sometimes people don't realize the importance until they're like one lady told me she was attempting to set up a government contract. Um, they want to see your books, profit and loss, your, you know, your, for your financial. Right. So, you know, the foundation to your financial, financial documents is going to be your accounting and bookkeeping, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anything, what can you leave the audience with any challenges that you've overcome successes? Like if you, if you're talking to anybody who's an NP, DMP, mm -hmm. FNP, anyone who wants to start a business. What advice could you give them before we close? Don't skip the foundation. Go do the work, um, do the mindset work, do the setup work, you know, invest in yourself, invest in a mentor, invest the time, invest the years of experience. You know, don't just try to jump right into it. Um, invest on multiple levels in being the most successful uh, entrepreneur and also setting up the most successful foundation for your business. Awesome. So you mentioned your boot camp. Can you tell people how, about how to find out about boot camp and also how to find out about you on social media, please? Yes, yes. So you can find me on Instagram. So one place would be the concierge at the concierge nurse network. That page is newer, but that is where I will aim to put all information for all things concierge nursing to include my boot camps. I do have a Facebook business page, Adaptive Wellness. It's um, Adaptive without the E. And then on Facebook, you could actually find the Concierge Nurse Network as a Facebook group or myself as Nikayla Concierge MP. So N-I-K-A-L-A concierge mp <laughs> on facebook <laughs> and your I'm website um www.adaptivewellness.com again adaptive without the e so adaptivewellness.com and again i'm on linkedin but that is actually my real name ranika r-o-n-n-i-k-a stewart <laughs> cool, cool. thank you for joining us on the podcast and hopefully we'll have you back or if you're going to invite any of your other mps and who are interested in talking about their business please feel free to invite them Thank you so much for having me. That was really good, like, combo about business and, you know, mindset. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on the Your Money Hour podcast. <laughs>